Hi, this is Chris. Welcome to Adventures in Odyssey. Oh, hi there. I'm John Avery Whitaker, and welcome to Odyssey, a place where great adventures and new discoveries happen. But why take my word for it? You can see for yourself when you join us for today's Adventures in Odyssey. Prince Roderick does as he pleases. Prince? It's not possible that's him. You did what? I'll probably have it before you know it. Hi there, Isaac. Oh, hi, Mr. Whitaker. Oh, what's up? Certainly not your mood. Oh, I was just sitting here wondering if I'll ever learn to keep my big mouth shut. Uh-oh, what happened now? In history class today, the teacher asked us what we knew about nobility. And I had to pipe up, like always, and say that it was kings and dukes and earls and queens. Well, let me guess. She told you there's a whole lot more to nobility than just rank and title. How'd you know? Because <laughs> that's what I would have said. Would you have made me write a report about what nobility is and why it's important? Because that's what she did. <laughs> well, uh, what are you going to write about? How should I know? I thought I had the right answer the first time. Oh, it's a tough one to explain, all right. Uh, you see, true nobility isn't a matter of birth, but behavior, how you act. Uh, can you give me an example, Mr. Whitaker? As a matter of fact, I can. I know a nice story of nobility, and I'll tell it to you on one condition. Name it. You don't use it in your report. Ah, oh, but Mr. Whitaker... No, 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 no. I'll tell you the whole story just as an example, but you have to do your report on your own. Deal? Well, okay. I guess it's better than nothing. What's the story? Well, it all started several years ago in a small country called Moldavia. A young American named James Armour was passing through doing some research on a book he was writing. He noticed that the mood of the people was very festive, as though some sort of national celebration was taking place. But whenever he approached someone, he got the strangest reaction. Uh, excuse me, madam, but I forgot my watch back home. Could you tell me the time? Oh, my! My goodness! It was that way wherever he went. People gave him odd stares, and some even pointed at him and whispered behind his back. He thought they were quite rude and sought the comfort of a cottage he had rented in the woods to do his writing. Then one afternoon, he was walking out in the woods when he heard an airplane overhead. Hmm. Looks like a small two-seater. And it sounds like it's in trouble. The plane glided down and crashed nearby. James rushed to the site. Miraculously, the plane didn't catch fire, but it was pretty beat up just the same. There was a lone pilot inside. James started to get him out when he heard a voice from behind him. Get away from that plane! James turned and there stood two men, one older and one younger. What? I said get away from that plane. Good heavens, Monroe, look! Unbelievable. Is everybody in this country crazy? There's a man inside of this plane. Instead of standing there gaping at me, why don't you help? Monroe? Uh, yes, sir. Tend to the man. Yes, sir. Meanwhile, you step down here with me. How is he, Monroe? He's alive but unconscious. I've had some medical training. Maybe I can help. Monroe is a doctor. He'll manage. 
Who are you? My name is James Armour. I'm an American. American, eh? Well, why are you here? I'm doing research on a book. Strange sort of research that leads you to such a remote area. I rented a cottage just over those hills there. I, I was out for a walk when I saw the plane go down. Look, why are you asking me all these questions? And why do you keep staring at me that way? Didn't you see the pilot of the plane? His face? No. His headgear was blocking it. And you stopped me from getting any closer, remember? Yes. All right. Let's get closer. Climb up. Dr. Monroe, remove the pilot's headgear. Yes, sir. Now, young friend, take a look. Take a good look. Good grief. Astounding, isn't it? You two look exactly alike. If you're looking for something fun to do, you'll find it at witsend.org. You'll get the latest Odyssey news, scoops, and reviews. At witsend.org, you can ask the writers questions, hear from the actors, even submit your own reviews. If you miss a show, it's a great place to catch up on what's been happening. And I'll let you in on a little secret. You could be the first on your block to hear scenes from the next adventure. Just about everything you need to know about adventures in Odyssey is on witsend.org. Log on today. James and the pilot looked identical? As alike as two peas in a pod. But, but how could that be? Well, that's what Dr. Monroe wanted to know. Do you have family here? Not to my knowledge. Uh, how about ancestors? Maybe. I really don't know. It sure looks like it. Now you know why we stared at you. Yeah, and I don't blame you one bit. So how is he, Doctor? He seems to be all right, but we really should get him to shelter so I can examine him completely. Shouldn't we get him to a hospital? No, we don't want to attract that kind of attention. Besides, I don't really think he needs one. Well, there's always my cottage. Hmm, doctor? Perfect. All right, then. Give us a hand. Oh, sure. Just oh and be sure to bring his satchel. I have it, I have it. <laughs> they took the pilot to the cottage. James built a warm fire, and the doctor gave the pilot a thorough examination. Doctor? Well, aside from a few bruises and scratches, I can't find anything wrong with him. Well, it's a miracle. Not quite. He won't wake up. Then there is something wrong. Oh, yes. A coma? No, it's not a coma. He's been drugged. Drugged? Yes. Oddly enough, it's probably what saved him from being killed. He was so relaxed, he was able to absorb the impact of the crash without resistance. Are you certain he was drugged? Does this answer your question? An empty wine bottle? Yes, it was in the satchel. Look at the label. Von Warburg Cellars. Von Warburg? Well, I might have known that man will stop at nothing. I can't believe this. What's the matter? You two are so concerned with who drugged the wine, but could care less that this man was flying and drinking in the first place. Easy, American. We've been concerned about him since he took off. Why do you think we arrived at the crash site so quickly? Then you knew he would do something like this. Why did you let him? We tried to prevent it. But Prince Roderick does as he pleases. Prince Roderick? Monarch of Moldavia. I am General Farnham, and you already know Dr. Monroe. You're the prince's aides and confidants. A prince? A lion on my sofa. A real prince. Not just a prince, but a prince that is to be crowned king tomorrow morning. King? I begged him not to fly, but as he does with most of my warnings, he laughed and went anyway. Said it was his last gasp of freedom. Oh, we tried to keep it a secret. 
Fortunately, his brain isn't very fast, so we were able to follow him on the ground. We saw him go down, and, well, now we know why. But why would this von Warburg want to drug the prince? The von Warburgs are cousins to the crown. Illegitimate cousins. Eric holds an influential seat in the parliament, given to him by Roderick. Uh, against my counsel, parliament is not good enough for him. He has designs on the crown itself, and now it looks as though he may succeed. How? Von Warburg has managed to create a great deal of civil unrest toward the prince, while at the same time keeping it from him. <laughs> no offense, but from what I've seen of the prince, that wouldn't be hard to do. Very perceptive, American. Roderick's two favorite things are flying and wine. Von Warburg somehow got word about this trip, and he made sure the prince was suitably supplied. So the prince perishes in a plane crash, and Von Warburg steps in to take over the reins of state. Only Roderick hasn't perished. He's still alive. Yes, but he can't go to the coronation. And that is just as bad a situation as if he had perished. Why? If Roderick fails to attend the ceremony, von Warburg will certainly exploit it for his own political purposes. At the very least, it will plunge our country into civil war. Then we'd better make sure a prince attends the ceremony, hadn't we? But I just told you he can't. Oh, I don't mean that prince. I mean someone who looks like him. Oh, that's what I like about you Americans. You always say what everyone else is thinking. <laughs> you, you mean you? Why not? Your voice is different, for one thing. Oh, we have recordings of the prince. He can study those. I, I have a pretty quick ear. I'll probably have it before you know it. Oh, excellent. But, but, do you really think this will work? Well, it will take some doing, but you have only to look at him to know that it will. It'll only be for the coronation. Tomorrow night you can sit me back here and no one will be the wiser. Yes, and no one can ever be the wiser, young man. You must carry this secret. The only rewards I can promise you are honor and adventure. <laughs> honor and adventure are two of my favorite things, General. And also two very good reasons. Then we must be off. Uh, before we go, there's something I must ask you, General. And that is? I are you sure you want this man to sit on your throne? This may be difficult for you to understand, American, not having any royalty in your country, but... That man is my king. I serve him as I did his father and his grandfather. He's the rightful heir to Moldavia's throne. And I will fight to my dying breath to see that he sits there. I just wanted to hear you say it. And it's not so difficult for me to understand as you might think. Then we must be off. We have much work to do. So James took Prince Roderick's place? That's right. He, the general, and the doctor stayed up most of the rest of that night preparing. James listened to recordings. He practiced Roderick's walk. He memorized the coronation ceremony and learned all about von Warburg. They must have been really tired. Uh, normally, yes, but they were all so excited about what was to happen, they were wide awake the next day. Where was von Warburg? Well, he was at the palace with his henchman, Captain Holt. The place was abuzz with activity and the hustle and bustle of preparations for the coronation. Von Warburg watched all of this with disdain. Ah, fools. Come, come, my dear Von Warburg. Don't you like parties? Only when they are in my honor. Patience. That will happen soon enough. Yes. You're certain of your information? Quite certain. 
The Prince's plane went down in a heavily wooded area yesterday. Dear Cousin Roderick, you would trade your kingdom for a bottle of bad wine. Mm, on the contrary, it was a very good wine. It was what I added that was bad. Ah, either way, it serves us well. When he fails to arrive, I'll announce his death to the court. Your men are in place? Of course. Once they hear that the prince is dead, they will immediately begin rioting. At which point, of course, you will have to declare martial law. Which will place me where I belong, in complete control of Moldavia. <laughs> Look at the captain. They are quite comical, aren't they? All rushing around for a coronation that will never happen. That's the royal kings. My lords, ladies, and honored guests, announcing the arrival of the crown prince, Roderick of Moldavia. So, you are certain of your information, huh? Yes, the plane went down. And how do you explain this? I can't, except to say that it's an unusual turn of events. And your unusual turn of events is walking through the door. My dear von Warburg, how good to see you. You are looking well, my prince. I feel well. I had a most enjoyable day yesterday. Went flying, you know. It always relaxes me. You really should try it sometime, von Warburg. <coughs> Majesty, we really should be moving forward. Of course, General, of course. Von Warburg? My prince. It's not possible that's him. Heard him, you saw him. Nevertheless, the plane went down. And you drugged the wine? Perhaps he didn't drink it. The prince? Not drink wine? <laughs> also impossible. <laughs> Do not understand how. Perhaps he is an imposter. An imposter? Where would they find someone to. General Farnham can be very resourceful when he wants to be. Hmm. Yeah, perhaps. What are we to do? When the coronation is over, you and I are going to the crash site and find out what happened. And maybe we'll find the real prince. And with that, they took their places in the coronation hall. James, in a magnificent cape, walked down the long carpet to the throne. Prayers were prayed to keep the king safe and under God's authority, and the crown was placed gently upon his head. And then the young American turned and faced the court. I, Roderick, promise to wear this crown bravely, to rule the people wisely, to uphold the law justly, <coughs> and to defend, protect, and serve Moldavia even unto death. If you're like me, you've already figured out that you were born to make a difference, hardwired to change the world. Problem is, it's not always easy to know where to start. I mean, you've got this big dream, but it's a little blurry, out of focus, you know? Maybe you should check out the Focus Institute. The Institute has helped me, in a very real sense, define my calling. Imagine spending a semester in a classroom with other students who care about the same stuff you do. 
But everything you're learning is completely relevant to your life and the relationships you're forming. I really have been surprised that we all have a deep common goal of Christ. And so I've made friends that I will keep for a lifetime here. The Focus on the Family Institute, a world-class education and a life-changing experience. It may be just what you need to give your dreams focus and to jumpstart your world-changing plans. You can find more information and download the student application form at focusinstitute.org. That's focusinstitute.org. Wait a minute, Mr. Whitaker. You're telling me that a young American named James Armour was actually crowned king of Moldavia? Yep. Moldavia had its coronation. And that night, after the pageantry of the day was over, James, the general, and the doctor went back to the cottage to check up on the real king, who was just waking up. Roderick must have been pretty happy when he found out how his throne had been saved. Well, you'd think so. But when they got to the cottage... You did what? We held the coronation without you, sire. You were rather indisposed at the time. How dare you! My liege... I can't believe you've done this thing, such treachery, that you would use this imposter to steal my crown! Steal it? You must understand, sire. We weren't stealing your crown, we were preserving it for you. It's true, Roderick. I'm no king. That, sir, is most evident. There is much more to being a king than mere appearance, and no true king would do what you have done. And just what have I done? Exploit your resemblance to us for your own gain. He has received nothing. His and our only thought has been to save the throne of Voltavia. Save it? From whom? Eric von Warburg. Von Warburg? <laughs> now you try to insult my intelligence. Von Warburg is a member of my court and my cousin. He is also the most ambitious man in your kingdom. He has turned the people against you. You... Just say such things. Boy, you are really out of touch. How do you think you got to my cabin? Von Warburg drugged your wine and tried to kill you by having you crash your plane. Von Warburg is a trusted member of my court and my family. He would never try to usurp my throne by assassination. But it's true, Your Majesty. Enough! Von Warburg comes from a long line of nobility. Unlike you, Doctor. Or you, General. Or especially you, American. But, Roderick... My people may have fallen for this ruse, but I have not. I shall deal with you all most harshly, starting with you. General Farnham, arrest that man. Sire, I beg you, don't do this. General, you serve this crown, do you not? With all my heart. Then prove your loyalty to the crown by following its orders. Arrest him. I'm sorry, American, but the, the king is right. I'm bound by honor and duty to obey him. You're under arrest. I, I... I can't believe this. Nor can I. Von Warburg. Very good, Doctor. I believe you all know Captain Hort. Hello. Uh, no sudden moves, please, gents. I wouldn't want this pistol to go off prematurely. How wonderful this whole situation is. Everybody in one place. I must say I'm impressed with your plan, General. I'm truly sorry for having to spoil it. What are you blathering on about... I'm blathering about your assassination at the hands of this American imposter and these traitors, Majesty. Captain Holt and I were terribly saddened that we were too late to stop it, but we did manage to dispose of the assassins. Give me your pistol, Holt. Tie them up. Holt took out a length of rope and stepped towards James, but that was as far as he got. James lunged at him, knocking Holt off his feet. Instantly, the room erupted into a free-for-all. Hold it! Kill the king! 
Hope took out a knife and rushed straight at Roderick. But James tackled him. He blocked Holt's slash, protecting the king and getting a nasty cut across the arm for his trouble. Something to remember me by, American. And with that, Holt bolted for the door and made his escape. Meanwhile, the general and the doctor managed to overpower Von Warburg. Ah, hold still, you! Let go! Are you all right, Majesty? Yes. Thanks to James here, the kingdom is once again secure. The next morning, James and the king took a walk in the forest together. I've placed Von Warburg in prison. He'll not bother me again. And what about Captain Holt? General Farnham is hunting him down. He's a good man, the general, and the most loyal of subjects. I owe him an apology. And you too, my friend. Think nothing of it. I must. Such a selfless and noble act as yours cannot go unrewarded. But I have my reward. Honor and adventure. And you on the throne. That's plenty. Please accept something from me. Well, I need a watch. A watch? I forgot mine when I came over from America. I haven't known the time since I got here. <laughs> then a watch you shall have. And from my very own pocket. I've never had a pocket watch before. Open it. That's wonderful. It's yours. And with it, all my gratitude as well. Goodbye, my friend. Goodbye, Your Majesty. And so, James took his watch and his memories and went back to America. And no one ever knew about his unselfish act or how, because of him, Moldavia had a king. Well, that's what nobility is all about, Isaac. It isn't a matter of outward trappings or whose family you were born into. True nobility, the best kind, is a matter of the heart. That was great, Mr. Whitaker. Well, I'm glad you liked it, Isaac. Uh, did it help you? Yeah, I think so. At least I have something to go on now. Thanks. You're welcome. You know, it's just too bad stories like that aren't real. <sighs> See you, Mr. Whitaker. Bye, Isaac. Mr. Whitaker? Yes, Brooke? Could you tell me what time it is? Why, certainly. It's 2.30, Brooke. Well, that's today's adventure. What'd you think? I'd love to hear from you about it. Our address is Odyssey, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80995. In Canada, write to Box 9800, Vancouver, B.C., V6B4G3. And when you write, don't forget to ask about how you can get a copy of this broadcast. Just mention today's date in your card or letter. The address once again is Odyssey, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80995. Adventures in Odyssey is a presentation of Focus on the Family. Today's program was written and directed by Phil Lawler. Our production engineer was Dave Arnold. And our executive producer, Chuck Bolte. And I'm Chris, hoping you'll join us again next time for more Adventures in Odyssey. Here's another fun fact from the Odyssey Scrapbook.
John Avery Whitaker is well known around Odyssey for deeply held Christian faith, but Witt's acceptance of Christianity wasn't easily come by. In fact, it took a tragic accident and a wise stepmother to help young John Avery grasp the love of God. And just what reason do you have to be unhappy? Because of what happened to you. You mean my blindness? Yes. How can you be so happy all the time? Well, I still get upset every once in a while. But when that happens, you know what I do? What? It's right in front of you. You look at it every single night. You mean the Bible? That's right. But I read it. Why doesn't it work for me? Because it's not enough to just read the words. You have to try to understand what the words are saying. Well, how do I do that? By asking Jesus to come into your heart. That's the source of true happiness. Can you... Will you help me do that? Oh, John Avery. Of course I will. The story behind Wit's salvation can be heard in the episode called Thank You, God, available in the Adventures in Odyssey album called Secrets, Surprises, and Sensational Stories. Ask how you can get your own copy by writing to Odyssey, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80995. Or in Canada, write to Box 9800, Vancouver, B.C., V6B, 4G3.